Stonecutters Podcast, Aaron Hankins. Will Catley. In the building. In the building. <laughs> How you doing today, Will? You know, I'm still trying to find my spot in the house. So right now, I'm kind of like right next door to the baby uh, joint. But my wife thinks I'm in the garage, but I'm not. And it's cool. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see your face, to see your smile, bro, to catch up. Uh, to see where we at, it's been a lot going on. It's been <laughs> you know a lot. What I'm saying, a lot going on. So you know, I'm ready to, uh, you know, to see what, what the topic will be tonight. What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Talk to me. Um, I talked. I tr- we tried to talk last week, and we both were in the middle of projects. So um, we can talk about some other things tonight. But something that just came into my mind was good busy. And busy is all, there's always a connotation with busy that busy is a bad thing. Busy is when you're overburdened. Busy is when you, you know, you you don't know really what you're doing. Like you don't have enough time for things. And me and you are both in a place where we're in a good busy. So how am I doing? I got so many different things going on that the day just breezes by. And I've, I ignore the, the fatigue. I ignore the, the things that try to take away from it. And I'm just, I'm living in the moment, but I see things just moving very quickly and I'm doing things and getting things done or being engaged in a lot of different projects and ideas and groups. So good busy. Good busy. I like that. I like that. So what, what you've been working on, you building anything in a garage? I'm building a lot of things in the garage. Um, I took, um, I, I cataloged everything and, um, to, just to take a step back, me and you have always talked about the artist journey, right? And I've made things, you know, we've both made things since we were children. And to become an artist, it means that you have to do a few things to legitimize yourself, right? You name the work, you call out the paints that you use, you paint onto a canvas, right? Um, and I'm at this point in my journey, in my creative journey, where I've just been inventorying I don't know if that's even a word, right? Taking inventory mm-hmm. of, of the things that I've made since COVID. Um, and I think I've made over 50 things. Wow. Right? So uh, a lamp, a chair, a laptop stand that my computer's on right now, a frame, um, boxes to put things in. Um, so just really cool. It's, um, I mean, we've been under quarantine for over 150 days. So if you do the math, I'm making something about every three days. So I'm making things, but what I'm realizing is, is when I make things is that I'm making most things out of plywood and it looks good and I use it and it's functional. And I'm realizing that if I, if I want to make it better, it's easy. Paint it. I can add more embellishments to it. It's made out of wood. I can take it all apart, reconstruct it and put it back together. But um, I'm just coming to the realization that me touching it, me putting my hands on it, me forming it, me shaping it, me creating it in such a way, me putting a, a serial number on it, me taking pictures of it, me attaching a price to it, all those things for me encompass it becoming a piece of art. So what are you drawing your inspiration from right now? Um, African-American history. Um, just looking at, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and, and history 
history channel type deals. Uh, anything that has to do with the black experience um, is where I'm getting my inspiration from. I get a lot of experience inspiration from, I'd probably say the 10 to 15 years in my life when I felt stifled, when I, that, that whole time when, when the critic was telling me that I couldn't make something, uh, all of that energy is being unleashed right now because I'm inside because of the, the environment that we're in right now, the way that I find strength in that is to create things. So the more that I feel down on myself for not being able to connect with people, for not being able to travel, for not being able to play a game of basketball, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Because, because I can't do those things. I, I'm okay. Let me make something. Let me, let me, let me take that anxious energy or let me take that energy that is, that if it, if it's, if it stays inside me for too long, it, it, it actually takes away from me. So let me, let me put that into something. Let me take that energy that I have and throw it onto an object or, or create something and have it be functional for me because a lot of my inspiration also comes from solving problems. So mm-hmm. every, everything that I make is, is solving a problem for me. Like, um, like here, for example, if you're, if you're on YouTube and you can see this, uh, I'm holding up this Dyneema bag that I made. And me and Will talked about it a long time ago. Um, this is made from the same material that the Tom Sachs Mars Yard overshoe is made from. Now it's a bag and it's, it's in the design of a Crown Royal bag, right? Because Will, you knew, you've known me for so long. Like I used to carry cameras in Crown Royal bags. Because they're, mm-hmm. because they're soft and when I would travel places, I would use a crown Royal bag. So I was inspired by the crown Royal bag and how I could put everything in it. And where I'm at right now in my life, I needed a bag to carry with my laptop to put junk in. So it solves a problem for me. It's like, instead of me like moving from the garage to the living room and I have to go back and forth three times, I just dump everything into this bag, unhook my laptop and then bring it into the living room. Well, this bag is art. Mm-hmm. This, this bag is fashioned from, from materials. It was assembled by myself, who is an artist slash engineer. It has a purpose. It has a story behind it. There's functionality in it, and it's supposed to elicit an emotion out of you. That's what art does. Mm-hmm. So, so what will you say, Aaron, to like, you know, you're so good at solving problems and maybe one of our listeners may be listening right now and just saying, well, Hey, this is cool. I'm glad to see what you guys are doing, but I'm stuck. You know, I'm, I'm 150 days in COVID. You know, I'm not sure what I want to do when we, d- we are allowed to get back into the workforce of the world since I've been inside for so long and not having a lot of human contact with people. How do I solve the problem of what is next for me? What is my next level? What is my next thing? What am I supposed to be doing for somebody who has those type of questions? The first thing that, that, that jumped into my mind is a brainstorming exercise. And um, basically take a, take a sheet of paper and you see how many business ideas you can come up with or ideas in general, how many ideas you can come up with in five minutes. And really try to tax your brain to think of ideas and what you have to do in this exercise is not stop yourself from writing. If it's an idea that somebody else has already done, continue to write it out because it's coming from your mind. So, Oh, I want to open up a car wash, a sports themed car wash, write it down. Don't, don't take the energy to think if somebody else has done it and write these things down. 
and what I like to see is that through a brainstorming exercise where you're, where you're giving your mind the, the freeness and the openness to go wherever it pleases, and it's a brainstorming exercise, and you're doing it by yourself, so nobody's judging you, right? The only person that's judging you is yourself. If you give yourself that activity, and it's time-bound, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or two minutes, right? And you just say, come up with business ideas. Your mind is going to try to find ways to make money. And it's just going to say, well, how can we make money? And the first minute or two are going to be things that are around you every day. They're in your conscious mind, right? Mm -hmm. And the more ideas that you dump out, the more that you start to have to say, okay, like, now I have to go to the basement to find ideas. I have to go to the attic to find ideas, right? And you go to these places in your mind and you keep revisiting them to pull ideas from. But what, what I feel happens, and this happens with me a lot of times, is that in my mind, the things that I'm really passionate about are com compartmentalized in the same area. Mm. So, so for somebody that does a five-minute business idea brainstorming activity the first two minutes may be i don't know just straight amazon type businesses but then at a certain point it'll turn into an etsy business or it'll turn into how can i make something for myself or mm -hmm. it'll turn into how can i help connect other people and find a way to get paid through that and what will happen is, is that at the end of the five minutes you take a look at everything and you try to categorize your ideas because they'll fit into buckets. Some of them would be about helping people in, you know, like speaking engagements, uh, selling a product at low or buying a product low and then selling it high. And you do those different activities. And what I think is that you may come across a realm that really intrigues you or really interests you. And to take some time and to really look at those areas to see if there's anything else there. So these are just activities and the activity itself, it, it's kind of like um, it's a Kickstarter. Mm. It, it gets you moving. The, 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 we, we hear this flywheel, right? And a flywheel is this weighted wheel that's in a car or it's in a machine or it's in a system. And for a flywheel to go, it has to get enough motion to get it moving. And once it starts moving, the weight that's inside of a flywheel will, will, will make it move a little bit more right? It'll, it'll keep it moving. And the more that you just give it a little bit, it moves faster and faster. And at a certain point, you just give it one idea and it spins really fast as long as the flywheel is already moving. So hey, yo, that, that's so powerful, man, because I'm remembering, um, I'll never forget this statement. This came from Oba Abatunde, which is an amazing actor. And he said, you know, you got to keep depositing something into the piggy bank every single day and eventually it will pay you an investment and he was using that analogy when it comes to your craft or your work or what you want to do or the flywheel you know he's saying if you just put a little each and every day and being consistent being obedient you know uh, and placing that nickel that dime that quarter that dollar into the piggy bank eventually it's going to get to a point where it's going to be able to pay you an investment. That may be somebody, you know, working on say building an aircraft, you got to go piece by piece. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying about writing it down, yeah, you might get a whole bunch of different ideas that you may think 
that is not worthy, but eventually you're going to get to a space in your mind that you might want to, you're, you're really going to hit gold. You're going to really find that thing that is going to resonate with you. And you're like, okay, this is what I need to be doing after these 150 days are over. This is the direction I need to go in. This is my purpose. This is the direction, you know, so all those things help. And that's why I ask you that because we're all solving problems. And if you solve a person's problem, that's how people get paid. Every time I go to set, I'm solving a, a, a casting director's problem. I'm solving a director's problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this is a question for you that our listeners could, could probably get a piece of. So last Tuesday at 4 p.m., how are you feeling? Last Tuesday at 4 p.m. The truth is I can't even remember last Tuesday So at, the, at 4 p.m. The point is, is that for people that are stuck right now, and me and you, we do this already, so it's not new hat for us. It's old hat. Um, if you're stuck right now, and we're talking about depositing something every day, a great place to start is journaling. Mm-hmm. To, to, we talk about it. We talk about trying to know yourself and find yourself. You can do that through journaling. Because, Will, the, the reason why I asked you that specific question is because mm-hmm. something could have happened last Tuesday at four o'clock that changed your life profoundly. Mm -hmm. But if you don't write it down, you forget it. That's so true. That's so true. And, and you know this because at certain points in your life, something profound does happen. You have the notebook, you have something to write it down. You capture that emotion, you capture that idea, you capture it right there then in that moment. But that's because you're not stuck for somebody who's stuck building that muscle up through journaling, whether it's just, it has to be an intentional daily practice, but it can be a five minute activity. It can be an hour activity. It can be, it can be as long as you want the activity to be, but it's when you come together to journal, you're writing how you feel in the moment, how you felt the day before, what you're feeling right now, what you want to feel for the future. Because if you can start to write it down and you can start to develop an intentional practice about checking in with yourself every day, seeing how you feel, seeing what you want to improve upon, how were you feeling yesterday, and really start to dissect because we're all stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And we can't go places and we can't do things. So when things aren't stuck, when things are unstuck, your journal is going to be a playbook. I felt really sad today because I talked to my family and I can't see them. Well, when COVID's over, we know what makes you happy, seeing your family, being around mm-hmm. your family. I really, I'm jealous that my friend was able to do this during COVID and I wasn't. Okay, let's, let's see how we can turn that jealousy into something positive. Or, you know, I just felt so overwhelmed on Friday because X, Y, and Z happened to me. So you're really getting to the root cause of where your emotions are at. And you're also trying to find where happiness is at, but it's, it's that intentional practice of doing it every day. So now these are two exercises that we've given people daily journaling as a, mm-hmm. as a self-reflection tool to, to find yourself. And then the brainstorming tool is really about how can you take all of these ideas that are floating around in your head, these ones that are kind of just iffy, throw them down on paper and really give your mind some time to really focus on the things that are at the core of you 
that are that are always getting beaten down by your inner critic or 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 that are getting outshined by an idea that somebody else is already doing that you're envious of you know what's so beautiful about that too aaron is that um how can i put it i want to say it the way i say it in my mind you know journaling and writing things down what it does is it allows you to spend quality time with yourself because sometimes we look outside to solve so many different problems of the world or problems with our account or whatever it may be that you never take time to self-reflect and spend that quality time with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I notice for me, I get um, a clear, a more of a clear direction when I write things down, whether who do I want to work with in the future? What am I feeling right now? And I can always go back and look, oh, this is not true. This is the voice of the critic. This is not the voice of a person that's victorious. This is not the voice of a, a stone cutter who's been cracking at the stone. So one thing you get to separate who's speaking when you write things down. And that's what made me think about it when you, when you, when you made that note. I'm like, whoa. And even myself, I have to do it even more. You know what I'm saying? So especially, you know, you and I have, we have children. So, well, we have a child, you know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, you, you, and, but sometimes you do have children, meaning that you have other activities that you do, other things that you're building that are your kids too. And you get so involved in all those other things that you don't take time to self-reflect. Self-reflection is so important to know the next steps of where you want to go. So, Will, I just, I don't know if you've seen this on Netflix. They have a, um, it's a, I forget, I think it's a six or seven part series around the, it's called The Playbook. It's about coaches. Have you seen mm, that? I haven't seen it. So one of the coaches is Serena Williams' coach. His name is Patrick Morgulatu. Yeah, I know Pat. I don't know him personally, but I know what you mean. So um, they, did a, they, did a, um, they did a profile on him. It's about an hour long. And he talks about, you think you're going to remember it. You think your mind's going to remember it, but it won't. And he says, for as long as he's been a coach, he's written everything down. And he says that one of, he's a very reserved and a shy reserved person. And one of the, one of the skills that he has is he's able to read body language. So he says, as a coach, he's able to see players. He says, they tell you more information than you think that, that you would even know about being doubtful about, you know, being frustrated. They can just show it to you in their emotions and everything. So he talks about writing everything down and he talks about how he can see the emotion in his players, you know, through their, just, just by looking at them. And he's able to write these things down and then bring it back to them at a later time and say, look, this is how you were. We wrote everything down. This is, these are the notes that I took during your match. And this is how you were mm. after this play, you look like this. So he's journaling for the athletes. So when Serena's done, she's just like, yeah, in the middle of the second set, like I was just, and Patrick's just like, you were frustrated. And I have it written down here because I was journaling and I was taking notes during, during the match for you. So it's, it just goes to show. And I, and we were already sort of talking about that. And it just like, as you started talking more, I was like, yeah, this is something that they just talked about where it's just like throwing everything on the paper. 
getting it out every day to just really help your mind think clearer. Mm-hmm. No, really. And you were talking earlier and it was like, it's, it's a form of prayer. It's a form of self-reflection and journaling is also, it's a form of meditation and it's a form of prayer. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like, that's why I just love getting on this joint talking to you because, you know, it gives me uh, direction too. You know, I'm a listener as well. So is Aaron, you know, we get on here and we, and we talk for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, hour, whatever it may be. But at the same time, I'm listening like, yo, that's dope. I'm going to start doing that right now. Because sometimes in life, you just need a push. You just need a push. You just need a push to get to the next level. That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all you just need that push. And I'm sitting here listening like, ooh, I'm about to go write something down. But you know, the, the key thing with writing it down, and this is something that I'm realizing you also have to take time to review your notebook and review mm. your journaling. Whether it's mm-hmm. the next day and you read what you wrote the, the previous day, like follow-up is, is important. To, and for me, I have a work notebook. So everything that I do with work, I write into a notebook and it, it has to do with work. Well, on my work calendar during the work day, I schedule once a week, I schedule time to review my work notebook. You know, because you have to, you have to do that and you have to just go back through and I'll tell you that each and every one of us will develop a different strategy for how we take notes, how we check things off. So the way that works for me may not work for you, but what I can tell you is you said this earlier, Will, is that doing something early on and seeing the dividends pay off later. So I've been journaling and writing down in my notebook for years, right? But now that I'm at Nike in certain meetings, I'm the note taker. I'm able to engage in the conversation and take notes and, you know, make sure that all the notes are concise. And then at the end of the meeting, review what the notes are and send them out to people. And it's like, thank you. Like you're providing us, you know, with a note taker. That's, that's a skill that is sorely lacking in corporate America and Mm -hmm. being able to take notes while somebody's talking, while you're engaged in something, that's a, that's a learned trait as well, because you have to, you have to be writing, you have to be listening, you have to be comprehending. So it's like, you have to do multiple different activities at once. So it takes time to learn how to do it effectively. Mm, Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that's deep. That's deep. (laughs) Oh, you know, we got to drop in too. Uh, Is that, you know, these are our ideas. <laughs> these are our ideas. Does not reflect the ideas of our employers now or in the future. You know, this is our ideas. The views expressed on this podcast <laughs> are solely those of Will and Aaron and do not reflect those of our employers, past, present, or future. Mm, on this planet. Or a planet to come. <laughs> on this, in this universe and every other alternate universe that exists, and this planet, galaxy, solar system, and every one as well. So, Stonecutters Podcast, you can find us on all major streaming platforms. Stonecutters Podcast at gmail.com is where you can send us questions, comments, or suggestions. You can find us on YouTube. And you can also find us at www.stonecutterspodcast.com.
So, as we segue, LeBron is back in the finals. uh, He's back in the finals, yes. He's back in the finals. How are you feeling about it? Uh, Do you even feel like this is an authentic NBA season? Does this count? Does this season count? Yeah, the season season counts. Because everybody was invited to the bubble, the teams that were going to make it. Uh, teams and with winning records were invited the, to the bubble. But it's, the, the teams with winning record was invited to the bubble. So I think, you know, everybody had a legitimate shot at getting to the playoff. I'm mean, getting to the championship, and Bron Bron is there. It's definitely je- legitimate. Are you, you're not trying to put him on the, on the Kobe MJ level, are you? I, you know, I'm like MJ. You know, there's different players at different, different eras in basketball. You know what I'm saying? I think they – there, there, there's nobody that's ever going to be like Mike. To me, hands down, Mike is still the greatest. You know, um, Kobe was definitely as close as it could come to Mike. You know what I'm saying? But Mike, I always said, this, Mike just, Mike is Mike, and Kobe is Kobe, and LeBron is LeBron. I'm also excited about these young guys that's coming in, you know, and seeing what, Lamelo would do and seeing how his career would go and Murray's the th- man. Murray is Murray's the no. next star. Murray is definitely the next star. Period. In sentence, you know, he's a he's a dog out there. He's just, you know, Denver man. If Denver if Denver would have won them them that them two games, it might have been a different outcome because them boys was balling. I was just really surprised with the Clippers. That was the really disappointing, you know. But Clippers got clipped, and then Doc Rivers got let go. That's tough. That's tough. I guess it just wasn't their time, you know what I'm saying? They had that boy Mary dropping 50. It's hard. (laughs) I'm I'm actually more, like, happy that the NFL is back. But at the same time, like, I'm happy that it's back, but I'm seeing all the things that they've – like just all the shady stuff that they that they doing and you know now there's teams that are that are catching covid so it's like uh they got to cancel games did you hear about that yeah i heard about that with the uh tennessee titans right mm-hmm. yeah it's a part of it though man you know the show must go on the show must go on it's, it's a part of it you do you know? think cap should be back in the league Cap should definitely be back in the league uh, should no, we got... watch should we watch the nfl if he's not no, I think everybody's entitled to their own choice, just like Cat was entitled to his choice that he made. But I got, I, you know, I think, I don't know, Cat's been out how long now? Almost five or four, two? It feels long. Uh, I think he last played in 2017. 2017. Okay, so it's three. I don't know why it feels so long that he's been out. Um I don't know. I think I think he may he he may get a shot. He may get a shot. I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets a call before the season's out. Well, now they're saying the Denver Broncos that they they had a bunch of quarterbacks and they're like, why didn't the Denver Broncos give Colin Kaepernick a call? And this is two days ago. So, um, I mean, it's just it's getting really strange right now because the other thing that's happening is that things are slowly coming back. Which is, which is taking the focus off of 
I don't know if it's the focus, but ta- taking taking our minds off of police brutality and you know Black Lives Matter and things like that. And it's it's just um, we're not back, but we're not all the way stuck in. Mm-hmm. We're kind of we're kind of like in this limbo, like in the middle kind of kind of deal. So it's just it's it's strange. Yeah, you know. Um... I think we also have to remember that, you know, we are in a capitalistic society, you know what I mean? And, you know, people got to go to work. You got to have a workforce, you know what I'm saying? At some point, you know, if you, you know, hopefully as safe as possible. But I think, you know, I think the world is moving to a better place, you know what I mean? As far as just, you know, the consciousness of humanity you know, I think people are waking up. I think people are making, you know, their own decisions um, for themselves and for others. Also think that, you know, this has been a great pause too, because now people are really looking at, especially folks who have lost family members that were close to them due to COVID, which our hearts goes out to that. But it's also making you really look at yourself. What's important. What's important. And what 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 is it that you want to do? You know what I'm saying? It goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast. Put writing things down now and following up with those things to see is that job that you're working right now, how long are you gonna keep working that job? When are you gonna leave your job and pick up your work? You know what I'm saying? Because your work is your purpose, your work is your destiny, your work is what you're designed to do your job is what you do at the present time and moment to collect a paycheck or to feed your family but your work can do that too but the job is supposed to lead you into your work yeah well that's yeah go ahead i I was going to say that i think that's where i'm at right now and i've the the job that i have at nike has led me to the creative work that i'm doing in my garage the creative work that i'm doing online the things mm-hmm. that I do, the creative things that I do on Instagram. So the job enabled me to be able to do the kind of work that I want to do because like, you know, where I'm at right now with work, work, the job, where I'm at with the job, I do it. I love it. It's cool, but I enjoy the work, mm-hmm. the things that I do when I'm at home, the things that I, that I do that aren't under the umbrella of these guys, it's just something that I do and I can do it. But I'll tell you that uh, that enables me to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you know it, it gives you better ideas too to be able to bring to your job because your job can become your work. Yes, you know what I'm saying. It's just all on how you decide to look at it. You know what I mean. But there's some people we talked about being stuck that are listening to this podcast right now, knowing that they're supposed to quit their job right now they know it but the fear of well what am i going to do in the middle of a pandemic the fear of well how am i going to feed my family the the thing is is that you can quit your job and still work there talk to me about that (laughs) the minute that you have these thoughts around should i leave you've already left Mm -hmm. you just haven't told yourself that you've left just like when i wanted to get a job at nike i was afraid that i was going to say or do things at another job and say 
my dream job is Nike. I thought that I was going to say something that was going to get me fired. That's a good thing because it moves. It would, if, if I just went into a meeting and they were like, Aaron, what do you want to do in the future? And I'm like, I want to work at Nike. That's my dream job. And they're like, well, we need to get rid of you today because that doesn't align with what we want to do. I can't be mad at that. I should be happy because they're pushing me to get to Nike sooner. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're questioning the job and you're like, should I stay or should I go, man, I really want to do this thing. You've already quit the job that you're at. You're just still working at it. They're still paying you for it. When are you going to leave it and, and, and quit it and go work where you really want to go? When I wanted to get a job at Nike, I had to envision myself in the job before I got the job. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to feel it and I had to understand it. The same thing goes for when you leave a job. You don't leave a job the, the day that you physically walk out the door and they give you the paycheck. The day that you leave the job is when you've made up your mind and you've quit and it's time for you to look for something that's better and improves your conditions, right? And to say, I'm quitting. So quitting doesn't necessarily mean that it's like the job is done and you're not paid for it anymore. It just means like, I quit because I'm not putting up with this anymore and I'm going to start to focus on the things that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some people are right now are in their jobs and it's dead ground because they already left in their mind. So someone's already left in their mind, they already left in their heart, Aaron. How do they leave with their feet? How do they get their feet to move to come out of that spot that's already uh, uh, in the past? Damn. Um, Every situation is different. And... I, you know, I have the answer that solved the problem. You do, please. T- I, I, t- I, like the what I was thinking was is that you just you do the best job that you can, and an opportunity will will come your way if it hasn't already come your way. But I, I probably I'm gonna like your answer better. So, w- what do you think? Nah, that's that's a great answer. The answer is make a decision. You've already decided in your mind. Your body just hasn't caught up with your thoughts in your mind. Leave. Leave. The next thing on the other side of that door is brilliant and amazing and is what and it's leading to what you're supposed to be doing or what you uh or, or, or is what you're supposed to be doing. So leave. Leave. Just like this red button that's on this Zoom. When you want to exit the Zoom, you hit leave, right? That's what you do. You hit leave. Sometimes in your job, you have to hit leave. It's time to go so that you can be about your work that is important because one thing i've learned aaron in my life when i discovered my work i never worried about money i've never worried about money you know where i was gonna get money from or how it was gonna happen it'll work out but when i was in a job i was like yo but you know inside yourself I'm not supposed, I'm done here. It was for a time. That's when we have to make the decision to hit the leave button. You're always in control of the leave button. Don't let people think that you, uh, tell you that you're not in control of the leave button. 
hit the darn lead button. I need you to hit that lead button right now. Wherever you may be in the world that you've already known that you're supposed to get out of this job, hit that lead button. I'm talking to you right now on the Stone Cutters Podcast. Whoever's in Montana that's listening to this podcast, I need you to hit that lead button. <laughs> That's all I got, man. That's all I got. I'm going to hit the leave button. Stonecutters Podcast. We out.